Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Look, Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code WELLSHAVED for 20% off and free shipping. Treat your partner by treating yourself. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest and smoothest gaming podcast, brought to you by Manscaped. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Kieran Verbruge. Hello. And Nathan Hennessy. Good to see you all again. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Delightful. I'm in the best place to talk spicy games for the hot month ahead. That's it. And it's a hot day too, so what a day to talk about hot games. It's been a trend. What about you, Zach? Oh yeah, you know. Same shit, different week. Work. Grind. You blokes. Hustle. That's it. Alright, so uh, yeah. Adam, you're uh, moving. So how's that going? Is it the giant pile of boxes that are behind me that gave it away? Is that the, no, the hint you no, got? No, it's actually uh, the fact that you told me about two weeks ago that <sighs> yep. gave it away. No, that, that'll probably do it. Yes, Key and I are packing up our shit and moving down south to Hobart. So we're frantically trying to find a place. So I'm doing the old look at realestate.com every hour on the hour just to see if any more properties have popped up. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. I've lived in Launceston for like eight or nine years now, so it'll be nice to have a bit of a change of scenery, I think. You're getting further away from us, though. By design, mate, yep. Hmm. Wow. I'll let that marinate. Thank you. Are you going to, when you do finally find a place, are you going to take some of the skills you learnt from unpacking? I plan on it, yeah. I plan on putting all the shit in the wrong place first. And then finding where it actually goes. So, so yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I hope everything at this new place snaps into place as well, like it does in unpacking. That would be really handy. Do you reckon you'll be able to level out those frames when you're in the new house or? Fuck yourself for one. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, hopefully I'll get, I'll get a level and I'll do it just for you. So you stop complaining. Thanks, mate. Look, look, if you need me to come down and do it, like I'm not too bad at that sort of stuff, so. Yeah, good. I'll get you on the blower, mate. Thanks, Thanks for mate. that. KV, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm on, um, nice. I'm on annual leave at the moment, so I'm fairly chill. Nice. Which is good. No um, run-ins with the window washers? No more exposing myself to window washers, no. I imagine that the windows mm. will stay clean for a while. Well, you know, depends, but 
Um, from the outside or the inside? <laughs> from, from the outside. I don't think they're going to need to touch that anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. But the uh, actually, the office building across the road, like across from my window, they've started moving back into the office now. So I've got mm. a, a whole new yes. audience of people to accidentally expose myself to. Nice. You've got to keep it fresh, man. That's it. And what's the beverage of choice tonight? Are you on the party juice? I am. This is, st- this is still Little Fat Lamb. Yeah, with, it is. With Garana. <sighs> when Loose someone says, what, what's my poison? I'm like, literal poison. Sounds <laughs> good for you. It, no. Yeah, right. All right, well, shall we get into it? Let's talk while, let's talk while we're here. Why are we here? Well, Adam, why are we here? That's a loaded question. Because I, I think video vision. games. <laughs> I think. Hmm. Mm. I think you'd be right. Hmm. So, let's talk about them. Nathan, what have you been playing this past week? Uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about what I've been playing the past week. I've hit. I've rolled credits on three games this week. I knuckled down Jesus. and decided I was gonna, yeah, wow. clear, clear off a few games. I was already a good a good chunk through. So I started the week by finishing Demon's Souls. So I was like, oh, hurrah. That's, that's the first time for that one. And that was tr- quite, quite tremendous. Very happy with myself on that one. Uh, then followed that up by rolling credits on uh, Psychonauts 2. Fuck which, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was quite blown away. That was easily one of the best games of last year that I didn't play until this year. But between the two, I think I still prefer the first, but the bar is so very damn high, so I, I still really think the first one blew me away the most, and then yeah. rounded out the week just yesterday, uh, finishing Inscription, which would also Ooh. be then my favourite indie game of last year. That game is so much more than what's on the surface, and it's, it's just something that you can't talk about. You just need to keep the surprise for those that oh. haven't yet. I'd encourage anyone that enjoys any form of virtual card game to give it a go it's yeah it's very simple but there's a lot mm. in it and it's a lot of fun fuck i gotta do it look because because adam fucked it for everyone and the game award the well played game awards potty never made it to air what did you actually vote for for your favorite indie game mm, i see I was, I was pretty did i vote on for my favorite indie game it could have been mini motorways I mean, I could probably find out if I haven't deleted them. Actually, I think I have deleted them. Sorry. Mm. Anyway. But I know I that... I might remember, if I could, but yeah. Yeah, if I could but go inscriptions back... Inscription's better? Oh, easy. I'd put okay. inscription number one if I could. Yeah. All right. That, that blew me away. Nice. Yeah, busy week. <laughs> KV, I don't know if you've got anything you can share. Um, no. Nah. I haven't no. played anything other than... Uh, well... I'm still playing through Horizon Forbidden West, but obviously I can't talk about that other than the fact that I'm playing it. <gasps> Can you answer me this? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was going to ask. Um, nice. Ad, and we'll come back to you because you got the juiciest topic this week. I have, yeah, not much to share either. Um I've played a little bit of Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I have a question for you. Now, am I just junk? Yeah. What am I missing here in this game? So I'm doing one of the missions early on, still like still fairly early in, in the game. It requires level 15. I think it's just after you get to the, you just become a, 
a brave or whatever they're called in the game. I can't remember what they're called, but um, and then you go out sort of into the world and yeah, you have to be level fifteen to get, to do this mission. But I'm only level eleven, and there's no other story mission. I mean, I can go and do side quests, um, but obviously, in order to le- like, I have to get good um, to go. I mean, I, I assume that if I go to and do this mission for level fifteen, I'll just get roasted by whatever's waiting. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's kind of one of those things you can go out and explore and just level up naturally from doing side quests or like finding shit or defeating machines or you can try to tackle it. It's pretty forgiving with the like the level right. recommendations. Yeah. Because that's one, that's one thing I don't like about games like that is that where the main path levels always make you go and do side quest shit, which then it turns, like to me it doesn't feel like side quest stuff because you have to do it in order to level up which I think is one of the biggest problems I had with, what was the game before Odyssey? The Egyptian one? Yeah, but that was like Assassin's Creed. Like that that actually gated you from doing stuff. That was a little bit different. Like this is just like general Um, recommendation. Right, okay, cool. Because I'm enjoying it. I do, I'm not loving it as much as the other games, uh, like the other Sony first parties, but it's like it's all pretty tight and, and good, but yeah, I reckon I'll, I'll finish it and play the second one. But yeah, not uh, not pulling me in like yeah, yeah, like the like the other ones. Um, apart from that, that's all. I've got, I've got a preview game that I can talk about. I think yes, I can. Looking at the date, uh, so I can talk about that because I basically only played that. But I want. I feel like there was something else I did play. What did I play? Oh, FIFA. Played FIFA. It was good. It was a good time. And Biomutant for about 10 minutes. But, uh, all right. So, the way, Ham, before I I jump in, Adam, have you got anything else you want to share that's non review wise? Um, I briefly dabbled in UFC 4 because that's the new PS Plus game this month. Now, before you start shaking your head, Zach, I played with my brother and we decided to just not look at the controls and just throw into a match and see how we went yeah fun time confusing time but a fun time that's probably the one time i'll play it and i'll move on and never play it again but it was worth Mm. it for that hour or so that we jumped in so it was it was all right it was all right i don't remember why but i remember i played maybe like 20 minutes of usc3 and the controls in those games are fucked they're quite technical aren't they it's yeah super super technical and like there's no like you can't figure it out on your own there's no like contextualizing any of it like you have to just know it it's it's real weird and to make it worse they seemingly revamp the controls between every single release so if you get used to how it plays you go to the next game and they're like oh to simplify things we've changed every fucking button so yeah this is (laughs) this is why i stopped playing smackdown versus raw after 2008 they switched graffles and shit to analog sticks, and it's only gotten more abstract from there. And never, they, got, yeah, never they, got back to it. Two K do a very similar thing, yeah. With all of the WWE games, they manage to redo it every fucking year, and then completely tank it with Two K Twenty. But you know, what can you do? Take me back. <sighs> but yes, I have been playing, or a game has been playing me for the last week or so, and that's pretty been pretty much been it. All right, cool. So before we jump into that, because I feel like that's going to be our big conversation, I'll give you a quick rundown of the preview game that I've been 
playing and that is Winter Ember and it's from a Melbourne studio called Sky Machine Studios uh, being published by uh, an Australian publisher called Blowfish Games or Blowfish Studio I can't remember exactly but being published by Blowfish uh, yeah it's like an isometric um, viewpoint game and I'll just read you the blurb here from Steam because that'll, that'll probably tell you the story better than, than I can Winter Ember is an immersive stealth action game that casts you into the role of Arthur Atores, Atores, the faceless man. Step into the shadows and uncover a mysterious plot that saw your family torn from the history books. On the first night of winter, you un unsheath your blade and seek vengeance. So this game starts with a... So if you were to look at the screenshots for this game, which, you know, or watch the like a little brief trailer and then actually play this preview build you would think that you're playing a completely different game because the opening cinematic for this is like, I mean, I want to say it's like anime, which it might be, it might not be, but it is wild. It is so different to what, uh, it's like this this guy who you, you play as, Arthur, he's like a playboy. He brings home these women to his dad's house. <laughs> um, and then during the night, like uh, one of the girls is like, I, I, I've got to go. And he's like, no, stay. Um, and then as she's like leaving, walking through like these halls of this fucking huge mansion. So he's obviously some like, he, he's like Dan Bilzerian, but, but not. So he like, <laughs> lives off his like daddy's money. Um, anyway, um, during the night, these, these bandits break in and uh, basically kill everyone in, in the house. And yeah, so he, he survives and yeah, you. It's the game is set eight years after. I think it's eight years after the events of that night. Um, and yeah, it, it's like it's like a Victorian sort of setting. So you can already see like stealth Victorian setting. You know, two buzzwords that you know get me, you know, set me right off. Uh, but it's it's su it's super fun, and it's like a it's like a grim like dark world. The main it's pretty basic in terms of gameplay, sort of. Um, you basically have a bow and you can craft a whole bunch of different arrows. So you have uh, like an arrow that gets a rope so you can shoot a rope and then you can climb up and go to like uh, balconies and walkways and stuff like that. There's a part uh, in the opening sort of level where you got to have like an electric arrow and you shoot that at like a power generator thing and that turns on the power and activates, you know, uh, a part of the game. And there's fire arrows and, you know, there's tons more. So... Uh, that's that's one of the core gameplay features. The other one, uh, like there is combat. It's pretty basic. It's okay. It's definitely not you know the standout feature here. Uh, but no, I'm having fun sort of you know stealthing my way through. And the other, there's a like a little cool mechanic that um, if you do get stabbed or you if you get hit, you don't necessarily lose. Um, sorry, you lose health, but you actually lose blood. So you have you have health potions, uh, food that you got to eat um, to sort of get your health back. But you also have to have to use bandages. So if you just, if you take a hit, you, you, you leave blood trails um, as you walk. And the only way to stop that is to actually you use a bandage. So if you use a health potion and jack your health like right back up, you'll still be bleeding. Like you have to actually uh, use that to sort of stop the bleeding. The other thing is that you can stealth kill enemies, but you have the choice of either stealth killing them or putting them to sleep. So if you put them to sleep, uh, and you can pick them up and you can you know, move them and dump them somewhere, for example, but they will wake up. You know they're not asleep 
forever. Like I was playing around in, in one level and one of the first guys that I put to sleep, I walked back in through this level and he, you know, he was awake and um, I had to actually kill him. And if you, but, but if you do kill them, you will leave blood and any other guards or, or that, that see that blood, they'll be triggered by that and they'll come looking for you. I've played, Steam says I've played nearly five hours, but that's because I left it running for a while. Uh, I'd probably say I played about two and a half, maybe two hours. Took me quite a while to, to get through the first level because this these sorts of games like Dishonored, and this is the reason why I haven't sort of finished it, is because I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to these so, you know sorts of things. Like if I fuck up one little bit thing, I, I want to go back and start again. You know, I can't take that, you know, that knock there, go back and do it again. Um, it's probably not the best way to play it, which is why I haven't finished Dishonored after like five years, but uh, here we are. But no, I'm having a, having a good time with it. So that comes out Q2 2022. Uh, pretty much every platform you can think of. So, uh, not Switch. No, definitely Switch. Is it Switch? Don't know. I should check that. Uh, that answers absolutely nothing. I know. I'm going to check it. It is coming to Switch, yeah. So, it's PS5, PS4, Xbox, uh, Xbox consoles, Switch, and PC. Nice. Yeah. I had a quick check of the, the gameplay as you were talking, and it looks like a pretty good time. I think I'm yeah, down. the world is pretty like the world is pretty cool. Uh, these sorts of games, like this isometric stuff, is not really like not massively in my wheelhouse. Like, I, I do like them every now and again, but this one I'm I'm feeling really sucked into, and it's a bit like Lens Island as well, which had that isometric viewpoint, which you know I got I got right into. It's not normally up my um, alley, but yeah, um, I'm keen. I'm very keen. What's it called again? Winter Ember. Very nice. By Scar Machine Studios. Uh, I think you can actually... There's a comic, I think, that's released for it. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe there, there's a comic that you, that you can read. And the intro video cinematic might even be online, but that part might not be true. Maybe I'm thinking of the comic. But, yeah, have a look. Um, give it a, a wish list on, on Steam. and Yeah. Nice. I, I will have a preview up, hopefully, uh, this week. All right, uh, Adam, you've been reviewing a game well, that has I... tested your patience. And oh, mate, has it ever? Has it ever? Skills. Yeah, of which I've realized that I have very, very few. Um, f- I've been playing and have reviewed Sifu which is uh, Slow Clap's newest game. Uh, you may know Slow Clap from their previous game, Absolver, which was a multiplayer a multiplayer brawler that made me realize that I'm really shit at video games. Um, this is a single-player brawler that has made me realize that I'm even shitter at video games than I first thought. Um, don't misconstrue that as me not enjoying it, though, because I thought... Sifu was an absolute ball to play, but I think under certain time constraints with trying to get the review out, maybe I got more frustrated at it than, than I probably should have. Um, Before but, you go on, just, just just very, very quickly, who else here has played Sifu, at least to some part? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no? yeah okay, cool. Yeah, so I've played a little bit as well, but Adam will uh, get you to give us your experience. Nathan, I wasn't sure if you had or not, so... No, but very eager to hear how it's been. 
Right. Oh, it's been so. difficult, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a third-person, like, action brawler uh, that has some light story but has some really kick-ass mechanics. So the the general structure of the story is pretty simple. It's your, your classic revenge tale. You see your father-slash-mentor killed before your eyes as a child, um, and then you are killed, but mysteriously come back to life. And eight years later, when you're 20 years old, you decide to exact revenge on the five people that are responsible for killing him. So you set out to do so by using your pack mei which is the style of Kung Fu that you employ, uh, your skills that you've been taught from your master to seek revenge. So that, that combat, the pack mei combat, is, for my money the best com like hand-to-hand combat in any game that i've played like it is smooth both in a mechanical sense and in animation like every animation looks super super slick whoever did the mocap needs whatever award you get in the mocap world they deserve the 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 high pro the high praise um but yeah also mechanically it is just top notch you've got your your light and heavy attack which putting into different combinations you perform combos that deal more damage um you can also use uh, a bunch of different weapons in the environment which tend to do more damage and inflict stun Uh, you've got a block button which blocks kind of standard attacks but you've also got a sway and then a dodge uh, all of which you have to use in tandem with each other depending on who you're fighting and how many enemies you're fighting as well Um, and there's also as you're fighting, you build up a focus bar that you can then slow, slow down time and use to uh, to pull off like a, an unblockable attack that if, uh, inflicts stun uh, or knocks the, the enemy off their feet or does something that you, you usually wouldn't be able to, to to most enemies. The enemies, even though there are a shitload of them, one of them can easily take you out with like maybe three or four blows. That It is really difficult and they unlike because i likened it in the review similar to kind of like the the batman arkham style that's kind of the the broad stroke but it is way way more difficult where in in those games they all kind of circle around you and kind of come at you one-on-one these guys don't care man they know that they they go by pack mentality and they'll just all pile on you at once and you've just got to make sure that you're moving around the room and making sure that you're not leaving your back open. Yeah, it's it, it, there's strategy to your positioning just as much as there's strategy to what strikes you're throwing at your enemies. Um, but you do have a couple different ways that you can take them out. So you can just run down their health bar and that does them in. They also have a structure meter that slowly builds over time as you throw punches. So whether they're blocked or not, you'll start to raise that meter. And once it reaches the top, you're able to uh, use a takedown, which completely knocks them out of the fight straight away. And you also gain a small bit of health back. So it's kind of a toss up as to whether you want to try to take out their health because that just gets them out of the way quickly, or you want to wear down their structure meter do a takedown and then gain some health back as well. So you'll kind of have to do a bit of both in in each fight to kind of to, to balance things out. Because if you do takedowns to all of them, uh, you, you, the fight's just going to go way too long. You're going to take way too much damage. But if you don't do any takedowns, then you're not going to regain health. 
So there's kind of a little a little um, risk versus reward to, to each fight, I suppose. Um, but no matter how good you are at the game, which I, again, I'll remind you was terrible, you will die, but you get straight back up having aged. So I'm, that was kind of the, the big takeaway from the reveal trailer and a lot of the gameplay trailers that have come out. Each time you die, you come back, but you've aged a certain amount of years. So the first time you die, you go from 20 to 21 and your, your death counter goes up to one. So each time you die, that death counter goes up. So one, two, three, four, five, and so on. And then when you die, you'll age by that amount of years. It sounds a little bit convoluted and it takes a little bit of time to get your head around it because it doesn't quite make sense. A lot of the systems, they just kind of assume that you'll get the gist of or you just kind of need to learn over time. But as you age, you'll slowly... So each time you hit a decade, so when you hit 30, your health bar will decrease a little bit, but you'll also do more damage. So it's the the whole, as you age, you're getting more knowledge and you're gaining mastery of your craft. But Father Time's also giving you a lot more greys. You know, maybe your libido's not what it once was and you, you can't take as many hits. So... That's kind of a, again, it's a risk reward as to whether you try and stave off father time for as long as you can, or you kind of just embrace death to get a little bit of edge in the, the damage department. Once you get into your seventies, when you die there, that's it. You get your pensioner card taken away, you get fitted for a casket and, and off you go. The real kicker is, so there are five levels in the game, one for each of the the people responsible for your father's death. Your age doesn't reset between each level. So you start at 20 and you have to go through all five levels in air quotes, one life. So moral, because it kind of, it gives it kind of a a roguelike-esque mechanic that you have to really master each level so if you say get through the first level at 44 you're pretty well fucked because then you have to go through levels two through to five at starting at age 44 and you'll very very soon get to 70 so you can realistically you could just absolutely smash through it but it's more likely that you'll have to go back through each level to slowly get better and better until you can get through at a lower age Luckily, it's not you have to go through the entirety of each level every time because the level design is very, very clever. There are certain doors and pathways that are blocked until you find an item in that level or in uh, in further levels that will unlock shortcuts. So you can, for, for one, for the, I think it's the third level, you literally, you clear one room of guys and then you catch an elevator straight up to the boss. It cuts out probably like 80% of the level. Again, there is risk reward and pros and cons for that. You won't be gaining XP, which you unlock skills for between lives. Um, So you'll go into the boss fight, yes, with more age under your belt or less age, I suppose, but you also won't have the skills possibly required to take them down. Um, Those skills that you unlock will also, they'll get wiped once you die, unless you throw more and more XP into them. I think you need to unlock them five times sequentially before they get permanently unlocked. Um, but until you do that, it's just, they they just wipe and you the, the slate is clean. So it's a rogue 
light, I suppose, is the, the best term to use. Again, it's not a, a proper rogue light, but it has that sort of element to it. Um, so everything you do is risk reward and you're balancing damage output, age and skill all in one to try and get this perfect run where you can get to the, the final boss with enough age to take him out. And I tell you what, he is an absolute beast. Um, but yeah, each of the, the five levels are super, super distinct. You start off in a warehouse, you then go to a club and then a museum and I won't spoil the last two, but they, they all have a really excellent visual style and they all have a different color palette. The game is also just flat out gorgeous. It's like this, uh, like minimalist cell shaded look to it. Um, but it has really high fidelity. Like I took a few screenshots where particularly in the club, you start off just in an alley and there's a, a puddle on the ground that reflects the neon lights of the, the club. And it is just absolutely drop dead gorgeous. And the game uh, runs super, super smooth as well, which you would want for, for fast paced combat. Um, but I think, I don't think definitely the hardest part of the game are the five bosses you can feel like you're on, having a really good run and you say get to the first boss at age 23 and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get through this and there's going to be no issues. No, they will absolutely hand you your ass. You need to learn their attack patterns and really master the combat before you even attempt the first one. Then you'll get to the second and have to relearn it all over again. They're really, really punishing but they're also very satisfying once you do it. It's a it's a cathartic experience getting to the final boss and finally taking him out after getting absolutely minced for, I think it took me like 15, 16 hours to beat the game. Someone that really picks it up, you could probably knock it out in like five hours, but it, yeah, it, it will wear you down. But if you take the time to learn all the systems and perfect every level, it, really it feels amazing once you you finally get there but it's worth noting that i think the difficulty will probably turn some people off that just want to kind of duck in and beat the shit out of a whole bunch of goons because yeah that ain't that ain't what the game is but i had looking back on it a really really good time with the game and i think it's it's mechanically fantastic but i'm keen to see what the other two of you that have played it kind of think because i know that Kieran, you, from what I understand, enjoyed it for the most part from what you played of it. And Zach, I just have a sneaking suspicion that maybe you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. So before we so you think? move into that, just what score did you give it? I gave it a big fat juicy nine. Oh! Fattest wow. and juiciest nine that I could provide. Which was, is it a, yeah. Is it a smooth it's, nine? It's, oh, Chunky and smooth, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's such a... It was a difficult thing because I was immensely frustrated at a lot of points playing the game, but that was largely thanks to the, the like, as I said, the time constraints. But also, it's one of those games that the more frustrated you get, the like, you're just going to get punished because you start making stupid mistakes. And as much as I was under time constraints, there had to be those moments where I was like, all right, I've just got to put the controller down, just go out, go f outside, take a, a breath of fresh air and come back to this later because it's just, it's absolutely destroying me. But 
Yeah, I absolutely loved it. When I got to the end, I realized how much I had enjoyed the lead up to it. Now that you finished that, uh, did you ever think maybe I might go back and finish Elder Souls at all? I know. I knew you would. I knew you'd go there. And you know what? Fuck you. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll pledge it this year. Who knows? Oh. I already regret saying that. Just... (laughs) Jesus. Mate, you've, you've promised me a lot that you haven't delivered on. <clears throat> the, the, Lies. The order. Let's unpack that. <laughs> I mean, the order I could knock out while we're recording you this, couldn't I? But you just, you keep saying that you will, but you never do. I choose not to because I know it pisses you off. Anyway, <laughs> how is, your, right. how is well, your time with Sifu? I'll let KV go first because he played it before I did and he hasn't spoken much tonight. So let him get those vocal let cords me, going. Let me, let me speak. Let me get a word in. I know. Let me Jesus on Christ. Um, I, mm, I, have a, I have a tumultuous relationship with Sifu. Um, I get it. I really... I think, I think Adam hit, like, is absolutely correct in saying that the, the combat is uh, like, easily like, the most satisfying and well-put-together like, hand-to-hand brawler combat that I've experienced in a video game. Um, I really, really suck at it, which is no fault of the games. I'm just bad. Um, but I don't know. It, it took a while for it to click for me that they don't want you to like, it's not, it's not a, when you talk about it being almost like a roguelite, it's not about surviving for as long as you can. It's about perfecting those runs, those individual level runs. So it's almost like you want to set the your highest possible score on each level in order to have, you know, the time to to put into the next level. Um, and it took a little while for that to click with me. Um, and when I did, I'm like, I I thought, you know, okay, this makes more sense now. I need to just keep playing these levels until I've perfected them, and then I'm better equipped for the next one. Um, but after doing that for a little while, I started to get quite frustrated with how much I was replaying these levels that don't change at all. Um, so at like every, every time you play a level, the enemies are in the same place, the weapons and items are in the same place, everything plays out the same way, you know, with the exception of those shortcuts that you kind of get access to. Um, but for someone who is immensely bad at it, that means you'll see the same things and do the same things over and over and over and over. Um, and that started to wear thin. So I haven't, like, I've, I'm taking a break from it at the moment because... I need to I need to wait and come back to it I think, um, but I don't know I feel like I would have appreciated even just like the smallest amount of variation between runs, um, and it's a game about being reactive and and you know dealing with situations on the fly so I feel like that thematically still would have fit, um, but I can also see why they want to offer people, you know the same thing every time so that they can master it, um, but yeah I don't know I'm. I like it and I get it, but also I think I'm just, it's, it's, it's grinding me to dust. So I'm not, yeah. <laughs> How many hours? I think that'll. Uh, Zach, um, ah, not many, maybe like four or five. Okay. Yeah. I think that, uh, the approach to, uh, the, the very linear levels will either strike a chord with you or it won't. Like for me, I, I appreciated it because it made sure that I could plot out my perfect route. Like everything was set out. So I was like, all right, I know that when I walk into this room, there's going to be a bat to the left. I'll throw it at the guy to the right because he's the one I want to take out. You can plot out 
exactly how you want to approach each level to like a meticulous down to meticulous details and when you finally achieve that you feel like i mentioned in the review that it kind of has some old boy influences and more um a more modern take maybe john wick where they just they're absolutely unstoppable and it's a room full of guys and they just down them all with seemingly no effort and because everything is set out the same way each run you can when you finally do master the mechanics and you do go into the situation that you've been in for the 500th time and it clicks and you manage to do it like to perfection it just it's so so satisfying but i i do agree on the other hand it it definitely it'll wear thin if you just keep getting your ass handed to you and if you you can't quite manage that that parry timing which it will take you a fucking while (laughs) because the the enemies don't give you like it's not again like the batman arkham games where something appears over their head when they're about to attack you the tell is that they pull back their arm and they're about to throw a punch that's the tell so you have to be paying attention to everyone in the room and how they're moving and that's it's brutal it really is brutal and the the timing you need is like very granular so i yeah i understand where you would want both sides of the coin and yeah some people will probably bounce i will say and like i think you you briefly brought it up but one one thing that it took me a little while to realize that once it did i was like oh okay i kind of get this i like this is that you do have to be situationally aware of of like your environment as well as the people that you're fighting it's not walk into a room and fight a bunch of dudes it's like it's no which rooms like where the choke points are in the room where the items are where you can take advantage of spacing where you can keep your back safe like there's um i can't remember if it's in the museum level uh or in the second level but like there's plenty of opportunity to kind of lead guys upstairs and like throw them off balconies and stuff so it's like it's not that's it doesn't feel like an exploit it feels like a legitimate strategy like in in that situation if you were in that room that is what you would do because it makes sense and the game's like yeah cool it makes sense do it so like i did i did appreciate that what do you think, Zach? I know you're itching. So just for context, I've played maybe 90 minutes. Haven't beaten the first boss. I did one round last night. Uh, I got this guy had like a bee sticker health left. And it was one of those moments where, and this is what I, I love about games in just in general. And this is one thing that I, that I did like about it. It was that tense, like, you know, and you know, when you just, this, you know, separates you know, the absolute guns from, from the apple crumbles who just shit the bed and then as soon as you get right to the, down to that little bit you just you just crack and you go you like you can see it you know it's so close and you go just don't fuck up dead um and that's and i was like fuck you but okay so i think i like it a little bit i hate it a lot <laughs> there are things that it does i think that are really good and it feels like an action film like it feels like i'm playing like a like a kung fu film which i love and you know having played you know streets of rage and stuff like i do love brawlers and and i don't not enjoy hard games like i do quite enjoy hard games like my my preferred difficulty is on hard um hard games by design they do challenge me a little bit but uh, different different variants of that I, i do quite like so the souls game not really my kind of thing um, but this one, you know, is, you know, because I like brawlers and stuff, you know, it's definitely something that I would 
you know, like a sink, sink time into to learn. Main thing, uh, the first couple of things that I really don't like about it is the camera angle sucks. It is, it sucks massive ass, that camera angle. So one of the cool things I like about this, and it makes me actually think uh, just of game design in, in general as to why they, why games do this. But, you know, when you're playing like a game where you've got multiple enemies surrounding you, but only one attacks you at, at a time. And in your head, you're like, in real life, or, you know, in like a real situation, you know, they're not all going to stand around and just let one person go. Like they're going to out, you know, they're going to out, outnumber you and, and take it out. And that's what this game does. You know, this game doesn't just let one guy come in a fight. You know, they come from your left, right, behind, from everywhere. But the camera angle doesn't support that game mechanic, I don't think. I think there are too many times where I have no fucking clue where I'm getting attacked from. You know, old mate across the room is just throwing a bottle. And I'm like, we're... You know, Fuck, like, people throwing from bottles from across the room. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. And then some of the guys got a got a bat or a stick or something, and he's just he's just knocked me over the head, and I'm pretty much dead. Um, so that's one thing that I really really didn't like about it. The second thing, and this might be something that you can change. I looked in the settings, I couldn't find it. So hopefully there is a way. But the sound coming out of the controller overdoes the sound coming out of my speakers. I fucking hated it. I wanted to turn off the controller completely, and just I just wanted all the sound to come through the TV speakers. It's like I don't need the wind and the other bullshit coming through this tinny little controller. I want the sound coming from the speakers, you know, and I kind of felt like I was missing out on some of the sound that was actually in the game because I had this controller sound like blaring right in my face. I mean, yes, you can turn it down, but it just ruined, like I felt like, uh, I don't know what you even, like mixing, I guess, if you even call it that, or the the designation of what sound comes out where, or, or just the lack of the option to to throw all sound through TV speakers. I thought that kind of sucked just a bit. Um, I thought the art style was like very cool. Like I, I, did, I did quite like it. It's like that blocky, cell-shaded sort of style. Like it, it does look very, very pretty. And I think actually the sound design, if we're talking about the soundtrack, I think it, it's got some very, very cool backing beats. And, you know, I go back to that action movie sort of thing where, it, it, you know, it's got that soundtrack where it feels like, a, you know, you're this badass, and you can, you know, and and the sound backs that up. Um, combat, I'm, I'm fifty fifty on. I think that's also mostly because I haven't had enough, haven't, uh, haven't had enough time with it to, you know, to learn the ins and outs. But I, I also feel like, um, it's so punishingly difficult that it's more comes down to luck. Like I feel like I'm just I'm just button mashing the shit out of L one and whatever the uh, square or whatever is um, at the moment. Um, and then every, it's kind of annoying that every time there's a uh, a takedown, it's it's the same two buttons, and like that might change like later on, and that's fine. But I also, and it gives you all these combos and stuff that you can do, and I just, I feel like it's not, it's so hard, and you know, again, this is probably me just not learning the ins and outs enough yet, but I don't have enough time to do some of these combos. Like I'm just, I try and do it, and I'm just getting attacked. Um, so that's, so that's where I'm at with the combo. I also feel like it's not. Like like mechanically and uh, anim animality no like animation wise uh, like it looks like it looks yeah <laughs> choose your animality uh, it looks like really good uh, like I feel, feel like it looks excellent but it doesn't feel I feel like it doesn't feel it's not giving me that mm, like it's fine but it's not like I'm not for everyone feel, for everyone feel, listening at home and not watching Zach's doing some like kind of like i don't almost thrusting actions but like a little bit of like 
double fist bump as um, well. Yeah, the, the listeners uh, are nodding. They get it. <laughs> um, this is one of those games that makes me want to use my hands and talk. and uh, Yeah, I just don't feel it's got enough meat behind it. Like, I don't feel that there's enough weight or power. Maybe. I mean, maybe it gets better. I don't know. Uh, it could just be my first hands-on time. I mean, that that's sort of where I felt with the uh, combat. And I felt like it was a bit... And this is probably... This is a bit contradictory because I'm a big fan of brawlers, but it felt a little bit repetitive. Um, but there are combos that you can do. But again, that comes back to me not having any time to do anything apart from spam L1 and push push square. So hopefully that opens up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably all I've really got to share at the moment. I mean, the story looks, sounds, I mean, it's not really a, a story-driven game, but the story's fine. Like the setup's good enough. I have no problem with that. Um, I thought the hundred percent. I'm with you with the camera. I'll I'll just let you know that, that was dinks. easily as far as the the game's mechanical aspects come into it. That was my biggest issue with it, and it's like I I understand that they expect you to just like your positioning of your character. They want you to position your camera to make sure that you're keeping aware of your surroundings similar to how ghost of tsushima when that first came out it didn't have a, a lock-on feature and the only time the the game sifu has any sort of lock-on is during a boss fight but the the camera and a lot of the i mean ghost of tsushima you are fighting people in big open grassy plains for the the most part like with the exception of a few times you're in a boat and whatnot but it's also in like this, a lot far back so yeah yeah and it's in this you're you're confined to sometimes really small rooms and the camera doesn't quite know what to do and even if you try to position like i found myself i died a few times just because i was trying to position the camera to actually see who i was fighting and then by that time i was halfway to the ground so 100 percent, i get the the criticism for the camera and agree for sure because it's 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 too it's too close like if you could yeah change i don't know if you can change it on pc Mm. But yeah, it's just too. There are times where, like, we when you're crowded or, um, yeah, like you just sort of can't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, like, it made me wonder, like, like why do some games do that? Is it a difficulty thing? Like, are they doing? Are they throwing one or two of you at a time to make it less difficult, or is there like reasons because it's like because you know camera angles might not you know game design and that you know it might not support having people from all areas. So they. Well, it's like. I mean, that was just a. Yeah, yeah, that's like um, God of War, like the most recent one, because that camera is so tight on Kratos, and because it doesn't ever change, like the angle doesn't ever change. Uh, they actually programmed it so that the enemies would get in front of you to attack you, and if there's yeah. enemies behind you, they'd kind of hang back or they'd maneuver so that they were in view. Like they actually programmed it that way. So like it's definitely mm. like it comes down to it's part of the, it's part of the design. Like it's you know. Mm. when you're designing your your mechanics that that's a obviously a massive factor yeah um but no it's 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 mm, it's fine so far it's fine but uh i'll probably go back to it and, and try but yeah i don't know don't know if i'll finish it i don't know if i've got that much life in me but I, I think that I think the age mechanic is very cool, and I don't know, I don't know if you you might have mentioned it in the review. Sorry, I sort of did have my eyes on something else, but you can actually I didn't realize this, and I thought this was a very cool 
um, thing. The just the first thing that you that you did mention is that you do get you do get life back from take from takedowns, which I think is is quite yes quite quite good. Because when I didn't hadn't played it, I was just like I was under the impression that you get hit, that's it. So there's no getting health back. Mm-hmm. It's just you have the health you have, and if you die, then get you know get better. Uh, the other thing I like is that you can actually uh, subtract. I don't know you can subtract years so yeah. if you die you might be and it goes up in the amount that it goes up is the amount of deaths that you have if i'm if it's, yeah. that's correct yeah correct. so so if you're like 22 for example and you've the two-third death you get a 25 but during the actual fights you can actually pull that back um and you can do it multiple times as well so i think there was one time i'd like had six deaths or something and i pulled it back to four deaths yeah it's usually cool. those enemies that get strengthened um, that let you do that, I think. Yeah. yeah. So there's like yeah, certain so times enemies will become stronger than they usually are, and if you take them down, your your life, your life is your death, like your actual age doesn't go backwards, but your death counter goes backwards, so that when you do die, your age less than you would have. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because that can nearly like if you played that right, that could nearly be a whole nother playthrough or a whole nother life. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. Life, and so. there's. Um, there are totems throughout each area as well that uh, you can unlock certain buffs. So there's three sections. One is determined on how old you are. So you can only learn the first one if you're 25, the second one if you're 45, or the third one if you're 60 or below that, obviously. Um, the next one along is how much overall experience you've gained from that level. And then the third one is you can spend your XP to, to gain that buff. And there's in the third, you can spend, I think it's 2000 XP, which is hard to accumulate. You can completely reset your death counter as well. So it just goes back to zero. Really? Okay. So even though say you're in like your forties, if you reset your death counter back to zero, you stand far better of a chance. Cause the, the biggest issue with you as, as you progress and you age is that you age a lot faster. So if you can reset that, even if you are later on in years, it really doesn't matter as much because you have, you've, I don't know, maybe you switch jobs and you've got a new lease on life. I don't know. But it's it it gives you kind of like a, a shot in the arm to instead of give up and just restart the level to just push on and see if you can get through it to maybe find one of those shortcuts or fight the boss for the, the first time to see what their attack patterns are. So you can push through the the tough time that you have nice all right well uh nathan based on what you've heard are you keen to give it a give it a crack i am now actually i was i wasn't sold on it. i didn't follow the marketing very closely um just was a bit weirded out by its asian influence considering where the developers came from it just kind of it didn't appeal to me initially but what is appealing to me is that the formula that you've all described kind of sounds a lot like a Souls formula. Um, at least that's it. Kind of aligns with what I've just been playing with Demon Souls. We basically, you are memorizing level layout, the positioning and and location of e- pretty much every single enemy, where everything's going to be located. So when you do die, you're just kind of perfecting that sequence or approach to the situation until you reach the boss, clear the boss, and effectively hit a checkpoint. So it's a lot more gentle, but I can see the appeal but also the elements of that that are going to drive some people absolutely away like if you didn't like the souls games for that hitting you over the head with repetition until you've summoned the patience to figure it all out 
it, it sounds like, yeah, you, you'd probably give up on this pretty quick too. The other thing yeah, is, without... is, did anybody realise this was going to be hard as fuck? Like, based on I, the marketing and the gameplay <laughs> trailers and stuff, this just came out of nowhere. Like, I remember, uh, who was it? Maybe it was you, Adam. Um, and you were like, this game is hard as balls. And I was like, really? Like, I didn't expect that. Because um, they actually no 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 sorry what you what you replied with is did you want to handball it to Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> those are, those were your exact words. Let's just okay, not rewrite look, history. Look, look, you have Cole, okay, Kieran jump in and help you finish the boss. To be fair, to be fair, that came that came a couple days later. Like I was holding that one in. I didn't, go initially, <laughs> yeah. I didn't pull the trigger. In, I didn't pull the trigger initially, but in the end, you that's gave true. Me that's true. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Didn't know. I say that love. Uh, but, um, you've done well. You've um, look. You've, you've. I think you've redeemed yourself from uh, the older souls. You know, it sounds a lot harder than uh, older souls. Yeah. Look. Uh, I mean, I've only played like a little bit, and I got wrecked in that game too, so I can't really talk. Different uh, kind of difficulty, I think. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's harder than Tales of Iron. Easily. Easily. Uh, but yeah, your Nathan. Short. Yep. You, what you were saying about um, some people might bounce off it. I don't want to use that terrible reviewer adage of, oh, you know, you'll either love it or you hate it, or this won't be for everyone. But it is, it is like when you said it's similar in in the kind of soul style. It is, and it that definitely won't be for everyone. I think mm. the the game's marketing made it seem a lot more approachable and a lot more broad as far as the audience. But this, yeah, it, I feel like a lot of people will grab this thinking they're just going to have this power fantasy of just going in and clearing room after room after room. And holy shit, that is not what this game is. (laughs) But when it'll be, I think it'll be a nice surprise for that other type of player that does want to be challenged and does want to perfect the game and master all the skills in it. So it's going to probably disappoint some people with certain expectations and then really surprise others that go in without expectations. So I have one, I think this game just back on the difficulty, I think it walks a fine line uh, between hard by design and being just bullshit. Mm. Um, and I really don't like the uh, people who get their backs up when reviewers or other people criticize the game because it's too hard or in, in that way. Because I feel like this game, yeah, like this game is very, very difficult. And I think that is a legitimate, uh, can be, a, you know, you can, you can pick apart that, I think, to make it be a, a bad thing because... You know, based off what I've played so far, I think it is too hard. I think it's not a, just from my brief experience, it's not a game that is, it doesn't, the hardness doesn't inspire me to keep playing. It, it, it inspires me to uninstall it from my PlayStation. Like, like, and this is just the like one now. difficulty, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if it's a yes. one size fits all difficulty, then it's a deserving of a criticism if it can't be applied to all players. Because there, because there are some negative reviews out there. I mean, the general consensus is is that it's very good, and it, you know, it, it probably is. But as Adam said, like it's not going to be for everyone. But I think it is also opened up to, um, you know, criticism for for being too hard. Because, it, I mean, you no one will probably know this now, and you know the 
thousands of people who listen to this to this show. <laughs> you know, big shout outs for your for your support. But they actually weakened or sorry, they tweaked the boss difficulties during the review phase because a lot of reviewers. So this was like a blanket email that that came out it was just like, "How you going with the game? Are you fighting too hard?" <laughs> and if, you know, and there must have been enough feedback from play, from people playing it that they've had to pull it back just just a bit to make it um, more easier for for players. And you know, and and if you're doing that, I feel like that's probably not that that probably is a sign that maybe um, it's it's the balance is tipped, you know, one way too much. It's a hard one too because uh, when you're like like the experience of reviewing it is obviously different from the experience of buying and playing it as well because you're like in like I'm sure Adam is well aware um you have a, a deadline you know you're trying to finish it in x amount of time you don't have the luxury that people who are going to spend hours and hours and hours on it in their free time of being able to just go you know what I'm going to leave this for a while I'm going to come back or I'm going to spend 20 hours grinding out this one level because I have the time and I want to finish it like I feel for everyone who had a deadline for that review and was beating their head against the wall, literally and figuratively. Um, but yeah, the the difficulty thing is like, I mean, that's a whole, that argument comes up every time a game like this comes out. Like there's ab- absolutely, there's merit in making a game geared at a specific type of person um, and offer that specific type of experience. But like, for me, the, the like one of the disappointing things about Sifu is the combat is really, really good, and I enjoy it, but I can't play it to its full extent because I'm I fucking suck at it. I would love to enjoy that same combat, you know, those cool animations, those cool combos, those like situations and the level design, like on my own terms. If that was an option, and you can have that without, you can have that and the other experience at the same time, like it's possible. So I think that it's like that's the the thing that sucks about it the most for me is like i would really enjoy it if it was less difficult (laughs) which sounds dumb but you know like i would like it to be difficult for the people that want it to be difficult and then i would also like to just put on like god mode and just like beat dudes up i think it would be awesome if they did if slow clap did introduce something like that so you can just go full Keanu and just fucking clear the whole level without getting touched. I do think that would like actually giving, giving you that power fantasy as like an additional option would be fantastic. Is it the way they want you to play the game? No. Would it be fucking awesome? Absolutely. So yeah, I would 100% back, uh, a, just a, a, a tick box that you could John Wick mode, like get, 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 <laughs> get Keanu on yeah. board, get him to, Bless it. Call it John Wick mode. Can put the character model in, in there, there, Fortnite style. Yep, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> Slow cap if you're listening, and I know you are, because uh, you love us, because uh, our balls are as smooth as your combat mechanics. Um, <laughs> get around it. Do it. Very, very nice. Very nice. All right. Um, so one thing we talked about last week, uh, we'll sort Dying of on the news here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all I remember Actually, from last week. That, well, that's that's a good thing that you bring up because oh, no. has anybody dived back into Dying Light too? Nah. Yes. Yeah, I, I knew that you had. So, uh, how have you found it since then? And you've you've played co-op, right? I did. I played co-op with a, a mate of mine last night, and 
it's no less janky and the issues are still there, but fuck, they're a whole lot funner with a friend next to you. Mm. Um, I, I started again, so I had gotten into the second area last time we spoke and I hadn't played it since then. And I went through the tutorial again and got up to where you, so just past the hospital so you can start partying up. And as soon as I had another living player in my world, I started having more fun just mm. by their presence and setting a marker being like, this is a, this is where the, the mission start is and just doing the parkour across the rooftops and seeing my mate miss a jump and just absolutely fucking plummet and just screw himself up and land in a whole bunch of zombies. Like it's just, it's just more fun with a friend. And I don't, I don't think we, any of us had any doubt that that was going to be the case. Tell you what though, the co-op's fucking brutal though. Cause we got like 20 minutes in kicked, did another 20 minutes kicked. I so it's, hmm. yeah, well, I yeah. ran into more issues playing co-op in an hour than I did for the 10 hours that I played it prior to launch. Yeah. Well, that's obviously why it came in real hot. Um, which is weird because you think that they'd have the same sort of system in the in the first one. So, but then again, what the fuck do I know about game design? But the first so, one wasn't so broken at the outset. Like that's true. Yeah. With, with all the issues that we had, the thought going through my mind is you're going to compound this exponentially by adding in the variables of other players <laughs> when it can't even handle one. Yeah, but I'm really delighted to hear that it's an absolute hoot with with few other people. That's the way that I would have liked to have experienced it. How um... it's it's just fun. You skip through all the cutscenes and just do the fun things. <laughs> yeah. How, how did progression work? Out of interest. Ugh. Uh, so I think the actual story only gets progressed with the the host, but you keep all of your weapons and XP. So you don't, it's not like a a fresh start or just you pick up from where you are in your game. You keep everything that you earn from your play session. Right. So that's where I think it sucks. Because if you, I mean, depending on how you play it, like I wish there was like a mode or like a, you know, you go into co-op and then you go start game with a friend and you can only play with that friend, for example. Um, And then maybe you can untick it and you can go back into the world yourself but then once you untick it you can't go back into co-op for example because uh, like you know if you and I play and then you we all play for, you know we play for 10 hours whatever and then you go off and play for 5 hours and I don't play and then I come back and you know you're in through in further missions but then I can't go and catch up because you know my save file is not there I think that that's a bit junk there, there must be a way to I have that issue with like pretty much any co-op offering with an Ubisoft mm. game. Like one player is inevitably just halted wherever they progress, and it's usually probably at the start of the game because they want to play with you. So you're getting all the progression. Congrats. To be honest, I was just glad that it wasn't like the Far Cry games where it says that it's co-op, but then you're treated as though you're just an NPC if you're the player that joins exactly. the session. Exactly, you're just the like, tag along. Like, you don't have access to unlocking any skills, mm-hmm. buying any weapons from the vendor. Like, you can't do anything in that world. And when you leave, it's like you were never there and you just pop back in and you just... Yeah, you, it, you feel like an NPC. So, that was kind of... I mean, that's ground level. So, anything building on that, I find to be 
better. Not saying that it's good, but the fact that you at least retain your skills and the items that you pick up, that's kind of a saving grace for me. But yeah, I completely agree. I I do wish there was a, a fix for, for that co-op issue where you could just both play at your leisure and still be able to enjoy it together. Do just one last quick one. Um, are you both the same character? Are you both Aiden? So if you look at one another, you can yeah, see. Yeah, fuck yeah. We're twins. Okay. All right. nice. Separated at birth, man. Back together. Invisible. Last one. Last one. Because I guess that, that's probably the only thing that I can think of that probably wouldn't make sense. Is it's not a co-op story. So... I tell you what though, I don't care because yeah, like I like I said to Nathan, I have skipped every like in fairness, I've already seen them once, but I plan on skipping every cutscene because I just don't give a fuck. I I think the the gameplay is fun and that's the only reason I'm there. So I'm not too phased by that at least. You're setting yourself up for the feature in the second half where it just skips all the cutscenes for you. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Oh, it'll save me pressing buttons. That's yeah, cool. That's how the game wants to be played. <laughs> All right. So last week uh, I talked pretty poorly about Ghostwire Tokyo because I could remember pretty much nothing about it uh, at, at the time because my mind was filled with Dying Light 2. But on Friday we actually saw... It was, no, it was a Friday or Thursday. It was, one, it was one of the days. Yeah, it was Friday. We saw a short, shortish gameplay trailer Um so now we've all sort of seen it in action. Uh, what do we what do we think? Because I know that Kieran, well, I think Kieran had him based off what I sort of said. They sounded probably the more keen. Nathan maybe not as quite as, but yeah. What do we uh, what what do we think? Looks fucking sick. It uh yeah no the the marketing team uh, over at uh, Tango or PlayStation or whoever put that presentation together. Uh, did a much much better job of selling it to me than you did. Mm. Just saying. Well, I've, I've <laughs> say, so this is this is a very interesting uh, topic. I don't know how much I can really share, but or sort of say that the showing that we got was a much more uh, it was a much more hands on demo experience. So we saw a guy, you know, a person or, you know, or a pre recorded gameplay of a guy doing, or a person playing, sorry, going through a mission and doing, doing missions, whereas the one that we saw on Friday, was it showed off a lot more of the combat. So we got sort of one look at the combat, which was which made it look a little bit repetitive. There were no other skills. I think I might have even said that, like that the showing was a bit weak in that regard. But based on the combat that I saw in the, in the Friday trailer, uh, Combat looks, looks looks pretty cool. So some of the more power ups that, that you can unlock, like they like they look quite good. So that like correct, like that did a much better job of selling the combat. Like it, it sold the game better to me. And apparently, you know, you, there, there's a grapple hook. You know, so it's you know that that was also news to me as well. So you can you, you can grapple around the city and stuff. Um, so it was a weird thing that um, a they had like a, a media hands on two three weeks ago that didn't show a lot of uh showed a showed a, a good consistent block of gameplay but didn't show a lot of detail um and then they sh- then they had this other random state of play drop the day before embargo that shows off a ton of more stuff so it kind of almost made the previews a bit pointless because 
you know, you've got a better look on the Friday than what we probably did on on this on that previous um, tour, uh, tour, hands-on session. Mm. Nathan, what do you think of the hands-on, uh, the state of play thing? Yeah, I've got to go with my gut a little bit. I'm still kind of, si- I, th- I think I'm sitting on the on the fence with this one. It looks interesting in terms. I like what they're doing with the setting and the combat looks flashy but I'm not sensing a lot of dynamism in it yet. Like, I'm not really sure why I'd want to spend what I'm assuming to be more than 10 hours in this world when it kind of seems, ironically, maybe a little bit soulless. I want to see a bit more <laughs> interactivity, but it's kind of a, a dead world. Like, uh, the, the reasons, contextual reasons for why the game is how it is are also the kind of things making me a little bit anxious, so... I'm hoping the game has a bit more life and dynamism to it when it actually releases, that it maintains, you know, that it stays fluid and interesting and new ideas, new power-ups, new traversal mechanics, and that they actually integrate into the world in interesting ways over its course of however long it takes. Um, Hopefully not too much longer than a dozen hours, I think. I think I'd lose interest. I don't know if they've said how long. I don't think they've said how long. No, I don't think so. I'd be, yeah, I would say... Probably twenty max. Not hurt. Uh, Even that's pushing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was Evil Within? The, that was about 15, 15, 15? 20, yeah? The, yeah, the sweet spot of 15, about fifteen not? for like for like Evil Within two, I think, worked for me. Yeah. Because I played that on hard, so that was that took that up the time a bit. Ah, that fair. game was that game was hard in patches. It would be all that time scrounging yeah. for resources when you weren't breaking any crates. Fuck <laughs> yeah! That was the first one. Oh yeah. I went like a third of the game without breaking any crates. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's built different, <laughs> and even and even then, like, and I I, I beat the first game on hard as well. Uh, I didn't upgrade for ages. I'm just I'm a lazy upgrader. I just can't be bothered, you know. And then I got to the point where I was fucking mates put me in that chair. I am addicted to these upgrades. Give them all to me. <laughs> um, Adam, what do you what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more on the side of KV. I think it looked fucking awesome. I was genuinely concerned last week when you were telling us about the combat and you said, yeah, they only really showed off like two abilities and they looked okay. That worried me a little bit, but then the variation they showed in this 20 minute look kind of restored my faith a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, it didn't even show and... two. They, they showed one. They showed the same, bit. like you never got a second ability. You, you got a, you got the bow and that was it. That's right. You got the bow. Yeah. But yeah, that definitely gave me, concerns um but no i've got a renewed sense of faith and yeah just the i'm hoping the the setting is it ends up being as good as the as it could be because i know the like the plot of everyone in tokyo just mysteriously disappearing and then all of these oni showing up it definitely sounds really cool and it sounds like a world that i want to be a part of i just hope that it lives up to yeah, I hope it. I hope it crosses the the bar that it set for itself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like based on the second showing, I'm more excited for it overall. Um, but anyway, cool. The other thing that we saw this week was Gran Turismo Seven. They had a, a state of play a day or two beforehand. Uh, I've only seen little snippets of of that game, but that game looks gorgeous. Um, Doesn't and I'm, it? I'm a fan of car racing game or of just racing games. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm 
quietly kind of kind of keen for this. I haven't played a, a Gran Turismo for a while. I didn't play the one. Was there one on PS uh, three? Yeah, GT five and six. Yeah, whichever one came on PS4, very, correct. Was yeah. the one that came with like the, the start of the PS3 generation? Five. Yeah, that was five. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the last one that I played. Um. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm keen. I mean, it looks yeah, like it looks great. The online only thing is a bit bum though. I, I will say that. Yeah, they had that with um with sport, to a degree, and it just yeah it. It rubs me the wrong way, but I mean. But then again, yeah, you know, when I am know. I when am I offline? Well, yeah, it doesn't directly affect any of us here, but I, yeah, I know having worked in, you know, a retail store before that sold games, nudge nudge wink wink, that that genre definitely lends itself to a group of people that maybe don't have consistent internet connection, because you know car racing is pretty widely popular and i know that yeah there'd be a, a large group of people that maybe don't have internet and it would disappoint them but obviously it doesn't affect me doesn't affect any of you guys but it, it does suck it's a bit it's a bit gross well i mean i mean one good example is something like you know we, we talked about earlier is that you're moving house so if you move yep. house and you can't get and you know telstra or whoever the fuck to come out and do your internet for a month two weeks six weeks who you know you can't play this um yep so yeah it sucks but anyway. yeah i don't know it's a weird decision karen do you have any, any thoughts on gran turismo not really like it not looks really your kind of thing is it it looks i i like i don't i'm not into cars or or driving games but i Based on because I did watch I watched the state of play when they when they edit bullshit you fucking love super kids racing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the the amount of love that they have for car culture and the amount of that that they put into the game and the experience makes me almost want to play it to kind of absorb that and understand it a little bit better. Because um, they like just by proxy of of them getting super excited about cars and racing and. Uh, ridiculously detailed weather effects. I got super excited about cars and racing and ridiculously detailed weather effects. So, like, I probably it's not, probably not something I'd stick with like long term, but I I definitely would like to give it a go. Mm. Take it for a few laps. Yeah. The only the only concern I have is that I'm more of an arcade racer kind mm. of guy. So like Need for Speed, and you know, and those sorts of things. The the games where you have to basically have a driver's license to be able to play them is they can take a bit too long. I, re- I remember I bought Project you Cars. You literally do, right? Um <laughs> I bought Project Cars, took it home, played it for like maybe half an hour, like an hour. Fucking sucked so bad at it. I called like um JB like where I bought it and I was like, Look, I've just bought JB I've just bought um pre- like this game like about like an hour ago. He's like, Oh yeah, like I remember you I'm like, my mate, this I suck at this game. I can't do it. Can I bring it back? And he's like, well, normally we wouldn't, but I'll let you do it this time. So shout out to that guy from uh, JB that one time. Um, does Project Cars make you go through a licensing exam as well? Because I know GT does. So that's why I thought it was funny oh, that right. you said that. Oh no, um, I just meant that I you had to like it was just it was a proper simulation driving game. Yeah, which is why I have no interest in Seven. Because I'm oh, like, looks, 
the looks so good though. But they always have done. They've always been top of the class. And in yeah, for but me, it looks better. for me they've always come i've preferred forza because i've always for me i've grown up and i've played all through the gts trying because my older brothers are a car nuts so i've always tried to appreciate it from their point of view but i've always found it drier than my manscaped danny chafer underwear like it's too you, you do have to go through the process of getting drive like doing driving tests and stuff like how do you park? How do you take this corner? Blah, blah, blah. And then here's some races. And it almost feels like a tech demo. So much of the races and modes are so separate from one another. Whereas Forza just sort of delivers it to you fast and frequent. And you can approach it from an arcade kind of perspective. Like it'll, it's got settings tailored to that. GT's are, it's a hard nut to crack. Mm. 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 All right. Uh, some other quick... Headlines that we'll whip through. It looks like Suicide Squad Justice League, sorry, Kill the Justice League has been delayed to 2023. Good old mate, uh, Jason Schreier. I don't think that's been confirmed or anything yet, but it seems pretty pretty bang on that that's the case. Um, Hogwarts Legacy could possibly be launching in September. That is if a announcement by... Uh, the Rolling Library, which is a, I think another Harry Potter fan site. Uh, they've basically announced that the art and making of Hogwarts Legacy, which is an art book, um, will release on September 6th. So that's probably a good indication that it's coming. Could also not be, couldn't matter at all, but it seems weird that maybe they would, re- re- like they'd re- release the book, but the game is still ages away. But I'm, I'm not too sure. The other thing is that apparently that week or September, uh, a date early in September is like an anniversary of some sorts for or a or a like a event day or something for Harry Potter. Maybe um, I did read that. I can't remember exactly where. Uh, I just thought just thought about that then. But yeah, um, GT Five, the PS Five and Xbox Series version is coming on march 15 uh gt online will, will be free for ps5 players for three months i'm still undecided if i'm going to take the plunge or if i just play it on ps4 like a pleb because i don't know if i want to give rockstar my 80 bucks or whatever it's going to be again but i probably should um they also announced the actually sorry but before we go before we talk on this did anyone else see the sales figures announcement that came through <laughs> yep. t- yeah. today? Yeah, how, that's insane. Can't wrap my head it? around that. Surely those numbers are fudge. So <laughs> I'm just going to go off the top of my head of what I can remember. So the numbers might be slightly off, but unless someone wants to get it up. But uh, GTA 5 has sold about 160 million units mm-hmm. um, globally, and which is more than uh, Resident Evil series which is about 123 million from memory <laughs> the final fantasy series which is 155 was it well i'm looking at kieran for help here yeah come on kieran i thought, He's you, were, I thought you were looking it up no um and what was the other game that was the other series Fuck, all right no one's giving me anything i can't remember leave me, sorry but leave me high and high and dry here uh, 
don't know. All right, can't find it. So move on. We'll move on from that. But it's basically sold more than some big, massive franchises, which is insane. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so they also announced that the next entry in the GTA series is in development. Hey, everyone's Woo. super shocked. Um, that's pretty much it. I think they also came out and said today that they'll they'll give out more details when they're ready, pretty much. Uh, again, not really that much of a surprise. Quick question. When do you think we'll see GTA 6 release? Kieran? Uh, I... I'm going to make a bold assumption that it's way further along than anyone expects and we'll see it maybe 2024. Okay. All right. Adam? I'm going to hit you with a price is right rule and I'm going to go very late in 2023. I reckon she's just around the corner. Nathan? Yeah. Also late 2023. Yeah, that's what I was feeling. I'm feeling the back half of the 20. 23 yeah um yeah. if covid goes the way it is just i mean I, don't, I haven't really taken much notice of how it is overseas but it's probably not great but if it doesn't get worse um i'd be comfortable and, and sorry confident in saying that otherwise it might slip into 2024 but if they if it's further than that i think it's it just seems like a weird announcement to make but i can't recall when they announced gta 5 because it was so fucking long ago well, like 10 years eight years ago Cheers, I was still in diapers, mate. I feel like Red Dead Two was just had this sort of like image drop announcement on social media like twelve months before that came out. Yeah, the rock stars were weird with their announcements. Like, obviously, this is not a shock to anyone. Oh my god, they're making a follow up to one of, if not the best selling game ever. That's crazy news. But they also they announced this on their own blog and on a Twitter post like that that's how they did it it's mm, which is yeah pretty like, sure red dead was the same mm. it's just yeah it's really bizarre i suppose because they know they don't have to put heaps of money into their initial marketing because it kind of just sells itself and then they can just put the effort into that later on down the track but well, yeah very unceremonious when the uh, current game in the series has sold 160 million i think you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want yeah um, exactly yeah, no. Look, I'd, I'd be, I'd be surprised if it was longer than a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was an announcement that more than thirty games were coming to G GeForce Now, uh, including Dying Light, Sifu, Martyrs, Dead Shoutouts, and um, some more. There, there's an article up on the site. Has anyone looked at maybe getting in on this? No. I can't imagine playing Sifu on a streaming service. That sounds like a disaster. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, I haven't yet played a streaming service, like playable streaming service that I've found quite responsive. Like, there's promise with the Xbox one, the boys at Project X Cloud or whatever. Yeah. But Mm. even that's a bit wonky. X Cloud is like the best implementation that that I've actually physically tried. And it like like you're right, Nathan. It's like it's a case of oh wow, this is surprisingly good, but surprisingly good is like it works. <laughs> yeah, the bar's low, especially here yeah. in Australia. So I maybe get fifteen to twenty minutes into a session before it like drops out, and I just need to reboot it. Rebooting the session takes like ten seconds. Yeah, 
So, it's, you know, it's not too bad. It made Christmas away from home bearable, but, yeah. Um, and the other thing is that uh, WWE 2K22 has lists the legends and their ratings for the game. I know that Adam's pretty keen for this. Adam, which legend are you excited for most? Out of that list, China, because China is an absolute beast. I think she's she's great. She's had a fair whack of controversies, so it's it's cool to see that they're just putting that to one side and welcoming welcoming her back into the the digital landscape. I think that's well, really cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she's dead. Yeah, she's yeah she's been dead for for a number of years now. But yeah. it even prior to that and after the fact, it's been kind of a tenuous relationship both with her personally and then kind of her likeness thereafter. So. Good to see that that's been put to one side. All right. Uh, the other very last thing that we can quickly discuss is that Battlefield 2042 is well and truly cooked. Uh, they've, actually, <laughs> they've pushed back the yep. Season 1 uh, update, which does include the, uh, um, the scoreboard feature. So, yeah, that game, I don't know, that game is losing players... I, I mean, I'm, I'd be surprised if there's even a solid player base. At, at can't, I can't get matches anymore. No, nah, really? me either. Yeah, right. Is that yep. even with crossplay? Even with crossplay, can't get matches. And uh, when I do, I'm usually sitting in a lobby for a long time. People just leave or I get into something, luckily, and it's mostly bots. See, even that, it's a, it's a different game with bots. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think right. it's going to end up on the origins, like the origin subscription, probably within mm. the next few, like next couple of months, because that way it's not free to play, but there's still a pay gate there or paywall. Yeah, I'd I'd hope that they were going to patch some things and make some really massive improvements, and then move on to something like that. Yeah, chucking it on Origin or releasing it as a, a PS Plus game or something to try to to bump up those numbers. But the I don't know what their timeline was originally but it is so it like gta 6 is going to come out before this game's in a, a decent playable fun state if they haven't well, yeah. moved on which well yeah I'll, so yeah old satan himself mm-hmm. andrew wilson he said on the um the earnings call that uh yeah the game severely uh was a disappointment and i think I don't. I can't remember the exact wording, and I and I read this somewhere. So this this could be just me taking that that person's wording as what was said. But basically, it implied that Battlefield is no longer EA's flagship shooter. It's probably Apex, I think now. That's pretty fair. That it, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to dispute, it's even though it is a a battle royale. It like the the quality is night and day compared to to Battlefield. Even on launch, like Apex Day One was a, a much more stable game than 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 twenty forty two. Question, Adam, just off 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 the oh, cuff uh, of that, completely unrelated to anything uh, else that we're talking about. But do you think that there's room for Apex to branch out in the way that Riot's doing with League of Legends and cross genres and make it a multimedia? Like, do you think do you see that going that way? Yes, and. I can't remember who I asked, but I did ask one of the devs during an interview that I had a while ago and they gave me kind of a, a thinly veiled way of looking into yeah. it. I know that they've released um, a comic book and a book, but I, I really, I think there's a lot of potential for, cause they do like a, a storyline through each season. Mm. 
um, told through comic books and some cut scenes. And I think the cast of characters they have there and particularly the voice acting talent they have behind them, there's definitely room for some sort of crossover into a, a different medium. And I feel like they're possibly gearing up towards that anyway, because they have been injecting way more lore and interconnected stories yeah. over the last even, few even seasons. Even just within but... gaming, like I, I think I feel like I would play a like a single player Apex game far sooner than I would the main game, because Titanfall Two fucking kicked ass the mm. campaign. Yeah, so. and I think they've set up the foundations for that really well, being that it's set in the same universe. There's there's an easy in that they could just be like, oh, Titanfall 3 is like a hybrid sequel to both Titanfall and Apex, and you get characters from both. Like, they've they've set up the framework there, and yeah, I definitely think there's, there's going to be room for that to happen in the future for sure. So just quickly on, 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 on Battlefield again, how long do you think before... I mean, do, do you think that EA will just go, you know what, what's the point in trying to salvage this, or do you reckon they will go for you know a, a couple of years and try and turn it around they've sold battle passes for the next 12 months yeah right okay they can convert those into uh, battle, coins. battle coins currency for <laughs> for anyone when it goes free to play because ultimate like, team packs but just purely based on the fact that you've asked that question on this podcast Zach means that something is going to change between now and in this going out Live on the oh, internet. Shit, I'm not <laughs> going to sleep tonight. Um, Won't be allowed to. Yeah, because I just, I just, I just wonder, like, how much do you have to realize that, like, like what's, like, this game is tainted. It is stained. There is a stigma here. There's a stench on this title that yeah. is going to be hard to wash off. And I think, you know, if they spend two years trying to fix it, you know what? I don't think it's going to have. It looks like it's not going to have a miraculous turnaround and become, you know an absolute premium shooter. It's just going to be, oh, yeah, that's whatever. And then, you know, by the time two, three years comes around, the new one's probably, you know, on its way. So do you just punt it out, like Nathan said, put it on on Origin, you know, have a small team putting out maybe some some content and just look to the future? Because it's, it's obviously not worked. And what, I will, what I'm very interested to see out of all this is that, and you've said it before, Nathan, and, and you, Adam, is that Battlefield games have, you know, they've got prior for launching in a shit state and then fixing themselves. Clearly, consumers and players are fed up. Like, they can't do I don't think that. Um, I don't think that they can do this bad again. And, and even, you know, that's not an excuse to say, oh, they've done it before, so it's okay again. It's not okay. Like, the game should launch in a playable state. Like, I mean, COD's probably not a great example now, but it's like very, very rarely, I think, do you see COD launch in a shithouse state um, and have to, you know, go through significant changes to be, you know, loved. Certainly not on this scale. Yeah. Adam, you got any, sorry, did I cut you off? No, I was just going to say, like, um, like you alluded to, like Battlefield 4 launched in a fucking abysmal state, but the players stuck around to wait for that to get fixed. And there was a, cons- a fairly consistent player base, even from launch up to when it became playable. But the drop-off that we've seen from 2042 kind of suggests that that might not happen. Like, even if they do have a, a miraculous Final Fantasy... What was it? Final Fantasy fourteen online was mm. the... Like, they just completely revamped it, and now they fucking took it off digital shelves because they were selling too many. 
I don't see that fairy tale ending happening for, for 2042. I think there is something really great there, but it's, it's so buried under shit that I just, yeah, I don't see it resurfacing the same way that, that Battlefield 4 did. So just quickly on Final Fantasy XIV, I know almost nothing about it apart from, you know, that major thing, but Kieran, am I correct in saying is that the new director came in and it's it's still online, but it's story-based? It, um, it's like, yeah. I mean, it was like, it, it's an MMORPG, so it's, it's always been both, you know. Right. Like a rich world and, and like, storylines. This and has no story. But yeah, like, you know, Battlefield has nothing like like the core gameplay. Fans oh, the notepads appear. Nah. I feel <laughs> like yeah, come on, mate. I mean, yeah, honestly, players don't appear to like the core gameplay. So yeah, I just like I know that they wanted to focus on multiplayer and kind of tell those like kind of reactive stories with it with the community and like well, obviously that's all out the window because nobody's fucking playing it. So that that potential's gone. But I feel like they should have just tried to do any semblance of a single player campaign however short it was because it, it just contextualizes everything like so much more because mm-hmm. I, like i feel like when we played it it was like boot up the game drop into a map shoot some dudes like why am i here what's going on like what mm-hmm. i don't like this means nothing to me um especially without the scoreboard like there's just no <laughs> like nothing means anything mm-hmm. so i don't know you know what i think could could have worked for the story just based on like that premise is I don't remember exactly which one, but one of the Medal of Honors where you actually played as separate shooters, or separate shooters, separate soldiers from different countries, I think. Warfighter. Right, yeah. I mean, the game itself wasn't great. No, it was fucking trash and I was so excited for it. <laughs> mate, I fucking used to love Medal of Honor. Like, if, if they brought Same. back Medal of Honor, uh, I'd be, I would love it. But yeah, like, you know, little stories sort of like that where you play as these small missions or these small little stories, you know, you play as different characters, kind of like with... um. Uh, what's that game that we played here in 11-11 Memories? Mm. Like that sort of where you got two separate sort of stories, you know, during a war. Um, yeah, I feel like there's like, there was definitely potential. Anyway, let's let's move on from uh, Battlefield. I only meant to bring it up just as a, as a quick thing. We've Fuck a Battlefield 2042. Oh, we kind of eulogized it, so we won't ever talk about it yeah, again now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> um, well, I mean, unless news comes out tonight. So. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get off topics and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So, Kira, I know that you we've discussed previously. You were watching Evil based on my glowing recommendation, not Nathan's. Yeah, um, and I maintain that if I knew that it was you and not Nathan, I probably wouldn't have started watching it. So that's hilarious. <laughs> see, see, see what I like. What I said, like pre potty, that he's just mean to me all the time. Because you're a... gives me credit for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean that at all. Sorry. You see, you're more apologizing because it's more work for Jordan now rather than... Oh, no, I don't (laughs) care about your feelings. Yeah. (laughs) No, I would Um, would never say that Yes. You finished both seasons. Yes. And you really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Uh, I know we disagree on the second season. I, I, I did not like it. I think there are just elements of it that make that that pull me out of. Because it gets a little um, bit goofy. Really like it, for lack of yeah, a better term. Just, but I like that. And like the goofiness is fine. Like there are parts with certain characters that I don't quite like. There is like one of the like the the premium bad guy. That's I don't know why I say like <laughs> not like that. 
Um, the, the premium bad guy. One, one of the main, I mean, one of the other characters that's, that's not one of the main core group, the decisions that that character takes, they just they baffle me. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't think, well, I'm just, yeah. You're talking about, I just go play. You're talking about Michael Emerson's character, right? I fucking love him. No, I'm talking about, okay. No, I'm talking about the mum. Okay, yeah. I didn't like where they took her character, basically. And that just, like, a lot of that, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, like, I still quite liked it. And I think that you're right. It's one of those shows you can just put on and not, you know, care, like, a lot about, you know, you don't get super invested in, in, it's, in the people. It's touched by an angel, but uh, spooky. I said that last time, but, like, yeah. I maintain that. Yeah. It's just... But it's good, though. I, th- I, th- I think uh, if you're into that sort of stuff, you should... If you're into getting touched by an angel, you should watch it. So... <laughs> Um, but you've also started watching. There's literally a fucking sorry. There's a garbage truck like reversing into the alleyway right outside my window. I don't know if you can hear it, but keep um, talking. Should ask him to pick up that TV. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so I, I started watching Archive Eighty One. Has anyone Ooh. else seen this or heard yeah. of it? I was trying to put it on you a couple of weeks back. Oh, really? I remember yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. That's so, the one that Nathan was talking about. I was getting all hyped right. up about it. Right. But have you seen it? Sorry. Yeah, I watched it. I marathoned it literally okay, the night right. it came okay. out. Okay. Well, I couldn't remember if you just mentioned it. it was, hey, I saw this show um, or I've actually watched it. All right. I and consumed you, I, it. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I do vaguely remember, yeah, you talking about a show. Okay, I can't remember the title. but So, okay. So, you really liked it. Kieran, you fucking hated it. Yeah. I couldn't even make it through the first episode. I was watching it with someone else, uh, and we got like eighty percent of the way through, and we were both just was like, it "Bernie, no." <laughs> we both just turned to each other. And we're like, <laughs> so we fussy. need to turn this off. <laughs> right? Do you know? So it kind of surprised like me because I thought it, but by the end of the first episode, I thought it had established some pretty strong Alex Garland vibes, which I thought you'd click yeah, with, but like, clearly not. In terms of uh, like conceptually, and in terms of the way it's shot, like I really, really like. I really like the like the framing and the photography in it. I like the audio treatment in it a lot, but just like every everything that happened in it, I was like, "This is fucking dumb." Like, this is just like they've they've like got a hat with all the horror tropes and they've shaken it, and every thirty like every you know ten minutes they pull out a new one. They're like, "All right, now we're doing this," and it it, it yeah, look, it, it goes a bit heavy on the setup. I would say, and and by what you've said, probably overcompensates. I, just, yeah. I will also remind us all, it is based off a podcast. Yeah, I started well, listening oh. to, and it's so goofy. Must, the podcast must oh. be as good as this one because I fucking hated it. Sorry. No, I really, really like the the premise. I think you know the, the premise whole, is cool. Uh, like you know, finding old st- uh, tapes and stuff and restoring them, and then telling the story that way is very cool. It does lose me a little bit with its other sort of twist, if you want to call it that. Um, but I'm, I really like it. Like I, I do want, to, I do want to keep watching it. Uh, I'm keen to see where it sort of goes. So I just yeah. don't have time. That's, I just don't have time to waste on something that doesn't grab me straight away. Although I ca- yeah. I'm caught up on Peacemaker now as well. Um, yeah, boy. The show is great. I sat up until 3.30 one morning watching all the available episodes and the show's fucking excellent. Yeah. 
it's so good. I, because obviously I'm a wrestling fan. I'm used to seeing John Cena in one light, and holy fuck, he's just the complete opposite in this, and he's just got way better comedic chops than he I. Does. He's fantastic. Really yeah, thought possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he maybe. really is. Like he's got much better range than I was expecting from uh, an ex or well WWE wrestler. So yeah. Show is a lot of fun, and you can tell it that James Gunn's having a ball with it because he's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. They've given, they're giving him a lot of liberties with that with that show and what he yes. can do and say in it. And but like none of it feels like distasteful or like you know, uh, like like it like it doesn't add something. It's just yeah, very. It's got a lot of heart. It's very clever for what it is. It does, yeah. And it's, it's got that classic James Gunn thing of just throwing a whole bunch of either unlikable or awkward people into a, a situation and then building relationships between them and then making you care about them, even though you thought you wouldn't. It's just, yeah, he's, he's excellent at those awkward groups turned into, into lovable friends. Like, obviously, the, the biggest one being... Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, the the dude's just he's great at taking a whole bunch of personalities, smashing them together and somehow making it work. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, uh, I've kept Yeah, look, uh, not not too much to say. There hasn't been anything bingeable lately to really sink my teeth into, so I'm keeping up weekly with uh Euphoria, which is absolutely like that's an emotional roller coaster since i think even before this season technically started but um that's a lot of fun and those that watch will probably disagree that fun's the word to mm-hmm. use but i think <laughs> i saw I, th- I saw it i saw a tweet last night that that stuck with me someone described the most recent episode as just being like um uncut gems and it kind of is like the entire season's kind of just emotionally uncut gems it's just a big long sequence of tension and anticipation very fun. That's a great. That's a great film. Yeah, you liked Uncut Gems. Mm. Yeah, have you seen yeah. the um, another one by them? Good Times with Robert Pattinson on no. Netflix. It, that is a good time. If you want to see a good Robert Pattinson film, it's by the same directors. It's very much that energy of like anticipation and tension. I think it's still on Netflix. Good Times. But yeah. I was also going to throw out another recommendation. Um, if you liked particularly some of those middle episodes of um, Archive 81, I'm still trying to sell hype for um, Aaron Benson and Justin Moorhead, the two directors that are going on to Moon Knight. They've also got a film on Netflix at the moment, one of their most recent ones coming out about a year and a half back called Synchronic. So if you really like that sort of uh, twisted blend of reality, bending, psychological horror, that's that's kind of their go-to Um and I'll also sell a recommendation for The Endless on Prime Video. Yeah, that's me selling out for the week. Nice. All right, well, we'll uh, end it there, I think. I think we've had a pretty good pretty good discussion this week. Um, thank you, everyone, to make it through to the end. If you, have, uh, if you haven't heard, maybe this, you've just jumped in and fast-forwarded the first... Aaron I don't want to hear them talking about video games on this podcast. I just want to hear them like just fumble over Battlefield 2042 and Netflix for like 45 <laughs> Look, minutes. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, you can save 20% off uh, at Manscaped. You can have very, very 
very smooth baby plums for Valentine's Day and for the foreseeable future. If you buy anything, you can use the code WELLSHAVED. Free shipping, 20% off. I know a few people that have uh, used the code. They've let me know. So big shout outs to you. We love you and appreciate you. Send uh, Adam uh, pictures of uh, how how you feel afterwards. Please. After, after using uh, that email addresses, send it to Adam at well-play.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just ahead of Valentine's Day, just a gentle reminder as well that it, it's good for uh, people that don't have plums too. So that's it. You know, yes, it's good for the peach. Very it's good true. For the pussy. Wow, <laughs> I couldn't think of another. You've used it on birds. You said, pe- you said with peach pee. first, didn't you? Plums, peach, pe- pussy. That's what I'm about. <laughs> Is it can- cantaloupe? No. Uh, How about pineapple? It hasn't really worked, has it? No. P- papaya. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, bye. Uh, <laughs> Farewell. Bye. No, have a uh, have a weekend, everyone. And we yeah, have a see weekend. You next week, we have a very, 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 wait, very important episode next week. Very exciting episode. It's forbidden for me to talk about it right now. We'll just have to wait and see what's on the horizon next week. See you. See you then. West Side. <laughs> 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 Bye.